Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. Welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared J. Hawk Hawkins. I am being joined by Jay Gold. Hello, Jayhawk. I want to just say this before we start. Um, if Home Office threatens to stab me again over text <laughs> messages, um, he better not miss. As I said, you come at the king, you better not miss. Home Office, you're going to try to stab me. We're going to have words. We're going to have problems. I'm just putting it out there in the universe. Oh, gee. Uh, if, if Charlie- he did threaten to stab me. Both of you have seen it in a text chain. He threatened to stab me. If anybody, if I am found missing, you know, you find home office, I'm, it, it might be him. Oh, why I got to get myself in like this now. <laughs> and that voice you just heard was Marky. Hi. I, I, yeah. There's, there's knives or something. Sounds, sounds hot. <laughs> Some sort of kink. Marcy is in. I think this was a threat on my life, though, Marcy. I don't think it was some sort of kink. I think I think Feathers is like he's saying he likes you. <laughs> Home <laughs> office, I mean. <laughs> Where stab you? Maybe just go for the leg or something. He threatened to stab me. So if you're gonna come at me, Mister Butters, you better not miss. We'll have this. We'll have it out eventually. What if it's like a gentle stabbing, like you know, a tender stabbing? I don't want to be stabbed. Okay, I. <laughs> I don't even like poking myself with the barbecue grill uh, cleaner. It's a bristle brush. And then I poke myself in the hands by accident. I don't even want that. So he's threatening to stab me. I'm going to pull out my knuckle dusters and my giant machetes that I have in my house. And me and uh, home office are going to have it out. Fight to the death. Okay, if there's anybody looking going to Reckle Rager, please make sure security is nearby when these two are together. Yep. Day drinking and uh, uh, sharp objects. We're going to have some words. Oh, I'm so excited. Chicken <laughs> <laughs> dope may break my bone, but gun can knife can fight. Anyway. Exactly. Oh, how is everybody week? It's good. If I it, it, if I didn't have to watch the show we're reviewing tonight, it would be even better. But um it was it, it was terrific. Happy absolution week to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Had a pretty good had a pretty good weekend. Referee for Mega Championship Wrestling on Saturday. Good matches there. Got into an argument with the Duke. Always fun. Always I saw that picture. How did that end up? It was a, a six-man tag. It was the final of the tournament for the Mega Cup trio tournament. Because when Katurin final, I'm trying to be lean on the rule. But at one point, like all guys were just fighting outside. And like none of them were listening to me. Picture you have there right about the time I'm telling, I'm telling Duke, get in the ring. And he goes, there's four of the people to yell at. Get away from me. Ah, <laughs> oh, the Duke, he seems to get at you. He uh he can get under your skin. I love it. And then yesterday, well, Sunday, we recorded this on Monday. Wife and I went up to Cleveland for the Guardians game. We're literally standing outside the gate waiting for them to open. Game canceled. Go home. Like five minutes before the gate was to open. Like you could have at least like opened the gate where I could have gotten my free T-shirt. Oh, it was a T-shirt night. I hate when you miss out on giveaway days. That is the worst feeling. T-shirt giveaway day. Like the bot. I can see the box into the T-shirts they're giving away. Yeah. Game canceled. Go home. By, by the way, Guardians fans and uh, whoever is listening, uh, as we are recording right now, it is the Home Run Derby, and uh, Big Meat Pete Alonzo just put uh, uh, Ronald Acuna to sleep uh, in round one. So while we are recording, and, and tell Derek Dillinger, never text me again when Pete Alonzo is batting. He is not trash. He just wiped out uh, Ronald Acuna. So, you know, we'll just keep that in mind. Wait, is, is Big Meat his actual nickname? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Meat Pete, the polar bear. Yep, that's what the fans call him. <laughs> Marcy? Uh, yes, it is that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard for me to say Alonzo documenting having a bad year. Dude's won the last two home run derby coming into this year. Like, I assume he's going to win it until he doesn't at this point. You you are correct, sir. He is going to win it this year as well. I was actually working at the at the uh, then Indians team shop when he won the 2019 home run derby. So, oh, that was in Cleveland in 2019. In Cleveland, that was a fun week, by the way. Work, being able to work in that in that stadium that week, that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right, what about you, Mark? How was your week? It was a week. I don't know. This this I feel like a lot. Uh, give me one sec. 
Trying to figure out what she what she can say without getting canceled, I think. No, that's not true. The show the show put me in a weird mood. I love things. I'll wait till we get to the review. Um, but other than that, I... this is the all substance abuse episode of <laughs> IWTV Guide. Marcy and I have had our share. <laughs> I have not See, left out. You should have. I have. I we, tr- we tried. I have to wake up in kick hours and 12 minutes for work. Uh, yeah, I have to be like somewhat sober. That'll help you fall asleep. Oh, that's- <laughs> I don't think we need Jayhawk tripping for 12 hours before he has to go to work. I think we're we're going to keep sober Jayhawk and Marcy and I are going to plow through this episode. <laughs> uh, sober Jayhawk is going to be angry Jayhawk, which apparently draws both of our ratings anymore. So I, I, think we're, <laughs> I, I, think we're, I think we're fine this week. So as of note, so... Uh, as of this is recording last night, I was on Wrestling Cheers. Since speaking of Absolution Week, to help preview it. Oh, awesome. So be sure to check it out when that drops. What the fuck, Summers? You don't invite me on anymore? I, I, I captain that ship from April till June of 2021 during Gopher Broke. And Mr. Summers has not asked me to come back ever since. Are you, are you going to have your own Selman series? <laughs> you were literally just on there three weeks ago. I was there with you. Well, no, no. It was a crossover episode. There's a difference between crossover and being invited on. I was not invited. We had two shows interacting at the same time. I was not invited. So I'm going to put that in the atmosphere. If Mr. Summers would like me to come on and replace Home Office, who has who's running his mouth and threatening violence, I would love to come on and do it after that. But all right, you know, it is what it is. Hey, I, I'm somehow getting blamed for them for getting the preview one, the match with Absolution, and I won't get invited either. No, don't, don't feel too bad. It is what it is, those guys. They want to go ahead and do that. They can they can keep us out all they want. Big shots with their live shows and whatnot. <laughs> well, everyone, everyone should check it out, though. Yes, I will, because I want to hear Marcy on the show. Everyone should check it out, and I will play double advocate for everybody that was on it. The match they, that they apparently did not preview with Kaplan and Tim Daunt. The graphic just came out today. The match is not even on the IWTV guideline up yet. It was easy to miss. So that match is going to be fucking awesome, though. If I if I might, if I may, to give our own impromptu preview for us. Yes, if I could just tell you that match is going to be fucking awesome. This will be this will be a supplement. This is now a supplemental podcast for wrestling cheers <laughs> for the preview of this episode. Yes. We're going to supplement what Summers misses. So I am saying that match is going to be awesome. I look forward to it. To be a banger. I'm excited. I hope, I hope Kaplan splits Tim Dons' head open like a watermelon and there's just bleeding everywhere and all sorts of brain matter on the mat. It's going to be great. I'm, I'm taking both of my kids to Absolution with me and both of them love Kaplan. So I'm really hoping Kaplan wins this one. I don't want to deal with two angry kids. As I, and as I said, Jayhawk, I will miss you guys immensely, you and Marcy, on Saturday as I am at Kids Bop with uh, uh, seven, eight, uh, eight seven-year-olds uh, watching a Kids Bop concert instead of watching Absolution. So, you know, I will miss you both uh, immensely. I will be there in spirit, so to speak. I did get a DM during the week going, so you're the one person who remembered the Roddy Piper track on the wrestling album. And okay. And that was a great track, by the way. I went back and listened to it again. All right. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into what's on IWTV this week. Thursday, July 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern, Wrestling Open, Epico 29. Friday, July 22nd, 8 p.m. Eastern, ITW Noho Bar for against Pittsburgh X Chattanooga from the TWE Arena in Red Bank, Tennessee. We need more show from the TWE Arena. Reed Bentley against Casey Kirk, your main event on that show. And that's where the uh, Jaden Newman, Danny DeMonto match they've been pushing on Uncharted Territory is going to take place. Finally. Friday, July 22nd, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 o'clock Eastern. Deej Reckling presents Nonstop Feeling. Kanuski Takeshita against Kevin Blackwood in the main event. Alan Angel against Frankie Kangarian. C4 defending the Beach Tag Team Championship against Midnight Heat. And much more on that one. Saturday, July 23rd, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We've already been talking about it. AIW Absolution 15. Derek Dillinger against Joshua Bishop for the vacant Absolute and Intense Championship. PME defending the tag team title against Falking Keegan. Commit or surrender dog collar match. Dominic Green against Casey Carrington the fourth. Kaplan against Tim Daunt. 
Nine matches in all on that one. We won't go over the entire card. Looking to directly cheer for the full rundown. But that is going to be freaking incredible. I cannot wait for that. I will say that's going to be the most, the uh, one of the highest profile, uh, uh, one of the highest profile shows to be streamed this entire summer on IWTV is Absolution. So I hope everybody watches that. Saturday, July 23rd, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, IKW No Hold Barred, Volume 29. Main event is Cruel Against Tank, Kinky Crook Against Eric Ryan on that show as well. Sunday, July 24th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, the premiere of H2O Underrated Epico 34. Monday, July 25th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It is live, South East First, presents Uncharted Territory, Season 4, Epico 12. The Mac Director, Season 2, finally comes to a close. Aki Mac defends the Independent Wrestling World Championship against Atticus Kogar. Fans bring the weapons. I hope they bring some robot-themed weapons. If there's not one of those little robot calculator things that were big in like the late 70s, we're doing it wrong. I can't remember what the name, what those things are even called. So probably, yeah, probably not going to be one. But wait, say that again. Wait, do you mean the speaking say? No. <laughs> I remember when I was like really little. My my older brother had this like. You know, it was almost like a calculator, but it was like shaped like a robot. Like I really want somebody to use to bring that for some reason. Oh, that's oh, yep. Give me some time. I'll have it next week. <laughs> and Tuesday, July twenty sixth, eight p.m. Eastern, the premiere of Industrial World Wrestling's Rent Stew. That's what's on IWTV this week. And with that, let's go ahead and go into this week wrestler spotlight. This week's wrestler spotlight is going to be a, a, a favorite of mine um, relevant because I will be at the creative pro show on Sunday. It is uh, one member of the shook crew uh, of Max Caster, Bryce Donovan and the man, Bobby Orlando, the goatist, the man with the uh, new theme song, by the way, on Apple, I, uh, Apple music. If you want to look up the Bobby Orlando song, he is your mom. Um, I am a huge fan of his nicest guy has worked very hard. I will tell you a, a short story about Bobby Orlando um, and CPA actually uh, 2019. I was out at um, Ohio Nets for that. Uh, Welcome to the party pal AIW. Um, I was just starting to meet CPA and Bobby Orlando and Hoboken uh, finding out about them a lot. And it turns out that they would drive to AIW just to help put the ring up. And then they would sit on the side and just watch the show. So I was at Ohio Nets and Bobby Orlando and CPA were there. They were just chilling. This was before CPA had his dumpster, uh, dumpster love, whatever the hell they call it. And Bobby Orlando and him would take that trip and help set up the ring. Bobby Orlando, I am a big fan of his. Um, so I'm going to start with a few matches. Uh, one of them, May 21st, 2022. This, these are going to be more recent matches. Um, I think on IWTV, you should take a look, um, especially with the companies they're working for. Um, this is AIW Gauntlet for the Gold. Casey Carrington defeated uh, Bobby Orlando. I will go with the next one will be Wrestling Open. Uh, episode number 21, the Brick City Boys versus the Shook Crew, Bobby Orlando and Bryce Donovan, who now is the current Creator Pro Heavyweight Champion. Um, I will also go with... Um, uh, I will go with Beyond Wrestling. Please come back three. It's going to be Bear Country, the Brick City Boys, um, and against CPA, Dan Barry, and the Shook Crew. That's another match to keep an eye on. Bobby Orlando also wrestled Alley Catch, um, if I could, on BLP. Um, and then there was a, 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 a few others wrestling open. Number 26 um, back in June. Pedro Donis, uh, beat uh, Bobby Orlando, and uh, Brad Hollister and Gary J. So, and actually, if we look up the most recent, Sonny Kiss wrestled Bobby Orlando on AEW Dark, uh, which aired two days ago. So it would be so whenever whenever they filmed it, so it aired tonight. Sonny Kiss and Bobby Orlando. So um, check out those matches. He brings a goat down to the ring with him, Bobby Junior. He's extremely entertaining. I love the music. I love what he brings to the ring, and I love to see his uh, development. So we're going to use Bobby Orlando for this week's spotlight. And my my young my youngest child Logan loved Bobby Orlando. One of the one of the few guys he really got into when we went to Gauntlet. He gets it, man. He uh, 
he has the Bobby Bobby Jr. stuffed uh, figurine uh, stuffed dolls, and uh, Harper has one. My daughter has one that's been in her house since uh, 2019. We actually got a Bobby Jr. from him back then, so he knows the merch. He knows his uh, his audience. I love the Bobby's your mom type gimmick. I think it's hilarious. So um, absolutely, I think he I think he deserves all the kudos he's getting right now. All right, with that, let's go ahead and get into the main event and go into our review. Okay, cool. Which one of you uh, that suggested doing the show? Because I want to smack you right now. I think that was Home Office, by the way. I think Home Office made us do this. Somebody mentioned it on the air, which is why Home Office wanted us to do it. We, no, we, you technically mentioned it because it was during the... Um, was it you? I can't remember now. <laughs> we were constantly on top of things on this show. Because I, I thought it was the, pre, the um, upcoming shows, but that doesn't sound right because that was... No, that wouldn't have been right. No, it was. Yeah, okay. Okay, I got this. <laughs> if, if I'm the one that can get I'm kicking my own ass after the show, man. Oh, my God. Anyway, we are going to... I'm going to say it to you. Just, you know, take the fall for this. It, it, it's fine. I, did, I remember making a comment, well, we haven't done bad wrestling in a while, but I thought I was going to respond to one of you, but doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, bad is generous. If we would, once we start getting into this, bad was, this was fucking garbage, but all right. Let's do it. I've got a couple of compliments sprinkled in here, but they are few and far between. Anyway, uh, what we're reviewing this week, Game Changer Wrestling, Settlement Theory, Volume 1 of 8, aired live on July 10th, 2022, from the Ridgefield Park, Mecca, Columbus, in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. The Mecca. The Mecca of independent wrestling. It didn't look as nice here. <laughs> they, they, If you could say one company put in as little effort into a produced wrestling show, this is what you would come up with. This is the very least effort you could put into a wrestling show. So here's here's the thing. This is a con. <laughs> this is a concept show. I think the concept kind of falls flat on its face here. Uh, yeah, uh, I definitely agree with that. That's probably being nice about it. Uh, this show is clearly a fuck you, Jerry. We have to do this show. That's the only reason we were running this. It can be very. I think this could have been played off a lot more fun. Not do this, this court. All right. So basically, the concept of it is court TV, but wrestling. Um, and and the idea itself had potential. Like they they could have done a lot more with this. I, I the concept by itself, I didn't hate. I hate the they, idea. Badly. They could have done a lot more, but that's the thing. Like creatively, it could have been a lot more fun. But they were not going to give you that kind of fun. Like there's a million ways this could have went to uh, to make it so that you were excited about it, even just to be like, hey, this is our brand. We're going to give it to you. Instead, it was just like an FU to IWTV and uh, and you could feel it from the very beginning. So, you know, it, it feels wrong in a bunch of different ways. And it's like, I get you owe them a show and you have to do whatever, but if you're just going to motherfuck the fans, because that's all you're doing. If you're just going to motherfuck the fans, whatever. Like, just give me a heads up that you're just going to motherfuck us the whole time, and that's it. But um, uh, it, 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 was not, it was not good. It was not good. <laughs> I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a positive here. Okay, we're, our, we're already kind of shitting on the show, and they're, and they're part of it. We're very well-reserved, uh, well-deserved. That, that, the crowd, people actually paid money to go to the show. We're into everything. Well, I think that they paid money because they were going to also be at that great greatest birthday bash or whatever. So I think they were hanging out for both shows. So I think that they got like a little bit of a bonus for coming to this show and then go to the next one. Yeah, but the the, the live crowd looked like they were having fun and were enjoying themselves. So in that aspect, mm-hmm. in that aspect, it does work. I also there, there were a few decent matches sprinkled in. Um, but but then again, I, like like Mittens could have fun anywhere. He was there, and and that dude could have fun anywhere, and he was super excited about it. You could just tell how happy he was. So, I don't know. He got to be the bailiff. <laughs> there, there, there's, literally been, there's literally been one time I've, that I've ever gone to a wrestling show and walked out of there thinking, God, this was a bad show. Go, well, go ahead. Let's go ahead and get into the show. My first, uh, my first thought as the show goes on the air Clean your fucking canvas. 
<laughs> no, <but laughs> before, before the show ever goddamn start, clean your fucking canvas. So I, will, I do have one more thing to say before we actually get into our first match. I think this could have been done very minimalist, but still a lot. Have actual fun with the concept of we're doing this begrudgingly. I think instead of just if they hadn't matches announced, I think it would be a little more palpable. I also think leaning into this, we're going to shoot this low budget and just actually shoot it low budget. Like use shitty cameras, do something like to make it just seem like this old, like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but almost like this throwback to this, like those sh- early days, shitty like 2000s East Coast Indies. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you there, but I thought the camera, the camera work and camera quality won the few bright spots of the show. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. I think, but you could have made, not, not make the camera shitty, but like use, go for that aesthetic. Yeah, I think, I think I agree with you, Marcus. If you're going to, if you're going to just go for the, we don't give a shit, like go ahead and just go all in on it. Like <laughs> completely go all in on not giving a shit. Like have your, all your cards like announced. But every match graphic is like this, like weird fucking hand drawn um, <laughs> horseshit. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't agree more. If you want to just go like, hey, this is garbage. We're not going to give any effort. They should have held up like a sheet of paper with the next match on it. You know, something like that, as opposed to like giving us graphics. We don't have any graphics. So if you're going to say fuck you to IWTV, at least everybody's in on the gag and they do it kind of like that. You're 100 percent right. OK, so the first two matches are. Build as the discovery phase. And our opening contest is Nick Wayne celebrating his 17th birthday, taking on Dylan McKay. They open with the best match of the show. This can actually yes. I actually had high hope for the show once this match happened. Like, okay, it's a good start. Um can I ask you something? Did he really sign with AEW? Is he he he's got what, like a futures deal? What's his what's that kid's deal? So he had a he had a, a contract with AEW. It does not go into effect until after his 18th birthday and he has to graduate high school. All right. Good on Tony Khan. Then he's got some uh, performance center type shit. Um, that kid's really good. He, he's four years of experience. He's 17 years old. Yeah. Yeah. That kid's really. Technically started wrestling at 12. He had not hit his 13th birthday yet when he had a first match. I would say, though, I think a kid like that is going to need is going to need some real guidance. Like you can't you can't have. Him and, and and maybe he should be talking to Billy Starks more often, but uh, um, he's got immense talent. I hope I just a, a guy like don't 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 get dicked around in GCW and like think that that's what's up for like the wrestling world. Like he's gotta he's gotta have better. You know, I hope he has good role models. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, I mean he I mean, he was trained by his by his father Buddy Wayne, who unfortunately passed away a few years ago. I, mean, I wish he was still around. I would. Help him out immensely at this point, but yeah. But like I said, this is a really good opening opening match. It's back and forth. It's fast paint. There's lots of near falls. My only gripe about this match is is it is it going to be the same gripe I have? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. There's one spot where Wayne like go for a spin kick and he misses it by at least a foot and McKay can it anyway. Uh, okay, so that did happen. And yeah, that wasn't my big issue with this match. My big issue is. Motherfucking Brett Lauderdale on commentary yeah. would not, not shut up about the settlement shit. I had to put him in timeout, and I think I muted about three minutes of the smash because I got tired of it. Yep. Yeah. I um. I mean, I, I thought I was like, okay, they're gonna they're gonna do Brett's gonna be on there all the whole time, and I'm just not gonna be able to listen to it. Like, thankfully, that didn't happen. But um, I. I got a little bit nervous because he is so shut up, Brett, like just shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like whatever. He's like, ha I get it. Basically the clone. Ha I get the joke. Ha 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 ha. Get it. Get it. Do you guys get it? Get it. Do you get it? Yep. 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 I was just, just shut up, stupid. Like that's like, just move aside and let the rest, but it didn't get any better from there. I would say commentary, but whatever. It, it was better by default when he, when female J came got in there and got bred off of there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the discovery phase, the record come to the ring to bad boys. Mm-hmm. That joke got tired real quick. Very very quick. It, I mean, it gets worse once again into the uh, the trials. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the crowd chanted "Happy Birthday" on the double down. Uh, uh, that was. I and mean, you could have done the happy birthday chant literally anywhere else in the match. It would have made more sense. 
Uh, Wayne gets the pin with a poison rana followed by a cutter in 11-15. Like a great opener. Really good. He's very athletic, Jayhawk. He is super athletic. If this kid can stay healthy and, ha- and can get the right guidance, he's going to be really something special. Mm-hmm. I'm I honestly looking at him and his he's got a lot of growing to do physically. Um, I think he'll put on some weight. He'll get himself into a into a different shape as far as adulthood is. Maybe when he turns like 20, 21, he's going to get. But um, there's I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not, I haven't watched a lot of his matches, but I will say this and I don't compliment uh, Billy Starks. I like too, but I'm not going to compliment her either because they're way too young. That kid has a lot of like unlimited potential. He just, yeah, he just seemed to understand exactly what he was doing in there. And that is extremely rare. And he said, what it's, it's been only four years so far. That's a lot. Mars. He's been wrestling since he was 13. Holy shit. How many matches were you getting when you're 13 though? Apparently, every fucking indie company on the planet wants to sign this dude and, and, and put him at AEW. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Crazy. Uh, he, I mean, obviously, I don't have... In cage match, I can have everything, obviously, but he wrestled quite a bit in 2019. Mm-hmm. First match, April 27, 2018. A no contest against Carl Rander. He, was still, he hadn't hit his 13th birthday yet. He was still 12 years old when he had that match. That's wild. That's just wild to think about. I mean, and people people go crazy over Billy Starks, and yet this kid's been wrestling since he was 13 years old. What were you? I was not doing this when I was 13. What were y'all doing? Not uh, not wrestling, I, that's for sure. No, I was being bar mitzvahed and uh, at my rabbi's house every once. I think it's every two days he had me there studying Torah. So it was Wait, you nowhere. Had to, you had to do it at his house? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You have to go and study at the rabbi's house, of course. I thought you just did uh, like the temple. No, no, no. You have to have classes, Marcy. Like you have to like go and sit for me and my brother were there hours at a time learning Torah and doing my thing. So this kid is way ahead of me. (laughs) Match number two, uh, Austin Luke taking on Big Vin. This is a glorified squash. Yep. There's a lot of choke slams. Lots. Really good for really good for what it is. Those two, the outside were, ooh. Yeah. Loved them. Yeah, it, it, like it, it basically a glorified squash. Uh, Vin actually hits a really nice looking kicker kick, beautiful spinning power bomb, all kinds of choke slams. Austin Luke takes great bump. This was act, act like a, really good for what it was. Short, short and sweet, four forty. One of those choke slams can spin the win. You know, because this this is before we've actually gotten into all of this, like actual what the concept of the show was. So if so if the if the show ends here, I'm going. Okay, good show. Joe Donato here. If it, was, if it was, wait, 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 wait. You went all the way out for your show. No matter how good those two matches were, when they were this length, you'd be like, yeah, that's great. I, I wait, 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 wait. You were happy? You were happy with that Big Vin match? I, I honestly, no offense to Big Vin. I literally get nothing out of Big Vin. No thank you. He threw Bishop out at the last show I watched. I think that was the birthday bash. I don't need anything from Big Vin. Thanks, buddy. Oh, it's, like, I get, it's personal garage. I get it. Okay, he did that to Bishop. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> but, but I still like those choke slams. They're, they were brutal, but I literally get nothing from Big Vin. It is what it is. He comes out. Yep. Okay. Then we get into the trial fake of the show. Now, at this point here, they ring an could go from being a guy, a random guy in short to a guy who actually looks kind of professional. He's going to play the Doug Llewellyn role. Yep. And he introduced the Honorable Judge Effie for guiding. Now, yeah, can I tell you this, Jayhawk? And I think you may agree with me. Effie has a, Effie's wonderful. His personality is great. I really liked what he, you have to watch it a few times, I think. Effie's very smart, uh, humor wise. And there was a lot of funny things he said. It's a shame he was wasted, like this gimmick was wasted on this show. Yeah, Effie was very entertaining here. I I, def- I would definitely agree with that. He he one of the few bright spots of the, of the trial phase of the show. Absolutely. So we bring out Elegant Taylor and Charles Tiger. Yes, we're giving everybody really professional sounding names because they're going to court. We switch to the people court theme for all the entrances for the rest of <laughs> every single match. From <laughs> here on out, everybody come up to people court theme. I did not hear the people court theme this much when I was actually watching the people court in the Judge Watner era. Like, I don't understand. 
I I thought at first when they like so even the bad boys music and then the people's court music that's how you're gonna do it like you're just gonna let it run and have the guys come out to it um it became very obnoxious and uh i didn't under i didn't understand it i wasn't understanding what they were going for um uh effie had to like set up each match with why these guys were about to get in the ring together and i didn't understand it (laughs) at all there is well, there's some few later that were a couple of good ones. Yeah, out of out of seven quote unquote cases, there's like two that I can kind of see. Go like yes. Go like in the first one here, Taylor apparently suing Tiger because Tiger is not only young, dumb, and broke, but he also whack as fuck. That's it. That's the case. Yeah. Effie, go Effie rules. They're gonna yeah, Effie rules. We're gonna settle it with trial by combat. Well, thank God everybody's wearing the wrestling gear and they're not in suits and shit. Just in case. Which, which would have been better if they were in suits and then it's trial by combat. I would have went with that. You know, wrestlers, when they're trying to call timeout instead of calling timeout, they're objecting for objections, which are most of the time over the character of the show getting getting overruled. Uh, Tiger has all the offense in this match, and he's apparently the baby face. So the heel fighting from underneath, really, really a weird demog- uh, dynamic. I, I will say this. I thought you could have done something with when the guy was about to hit a top rope move or a big move and the other guy, the, 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 whoever was in peril goes objection and he stops the guy. That was fucking funny, but the objections made no sense. And then you had to sit there and listen to Effie, try to ad lib why this should be, you know, overruled or whatever. Um, But the idea was there, but of course, since they didn't give a shit about what they were doing on TV, they didn't, it didn't flesh out, but the idea would have been awesome. Like if we decided, you know, you have a judge and then, and then a guy's about to hit you with like a shooting star and you roll over and you go like objection, timeout, <laughs> you know, that would have been fucking hilarious. Instead, you have some guys in the ring who would object to a move and Effie couldn't, you, you didn't have enough time to like ad lib and get things going. Um, so of course the execution was shitty. We'll get into this a little bit more, a little bit later on here. Right. Taylor gets the pin with a small package in 10 13. The match is fine. I mean, both guys work hard. I'll give the guy I'll give the guy credit for working hard. The match was fine. I'm over the I'm over the courtroom gimmick already. <laughs> already. That's yeah, it. This, this wasn't the this was not the best one to go first, maybe. To introduce this as a concept. After the uh, after the match, we've got the the Doug Llewellyn guy interviewing everybody about the quote unquote verdict. Tiger claimed that he yeah, Tiger claimed that he's not going to that he's going to appeal. Taylor goes, no, it's over. And apparently it's over, but they like hug and walk to the back. So he's not going to appeal. So he is, so he is whack as fuck, but he's being forgiven for being whack as fuck. Apparently. <laughs> Just want to make sure. From there, we have Too Hot, Stephen Scott, taking on Brandon Catal. <laughs> Brandon Catal, better known as Brandon Kirk. And apparently the Scott is doing Kirk because Kirk was watching his goldfish and the goldfish died. Oh. I wish I was making the cup. Fucking too hot. Steve Scott deserves better. But uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> the only good fuck thing these guys being the case here is there is a spot where Brandon Kirk ha- take out a bag of goldfish crackers and Clamps got onto him and crowd start chanting, you kick fuck. I, I don't know. That's the I, best bit of that match. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Yep. So with the ending here, they stop the referee. The referee goes over to Effie and tells them they've agreed to scuttle out of court. But while they're discussing term kind of settlement, Scott gets a roll up for the pin in nine twenty seven. Now they've already rolled that the match is over. They've already used the little law and order sound to go off that they've been using at the bell. And Katal's shoulder was never actually down. What the fuck ever? Who cares? Yeah. Jayhawk, the thing that should be outrage everybody is that this went nine twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking dare they? This match went way too long. Ugh. And Effie and Effie ruled afterward that Brendan Catal owes Stephen Scott a million dollars and have to live like a goldfish for a year. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm supposed to that. Oh boy. That got a chuckle out of me, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's stupid. It's, it's stupid enough to be down my wheelhouse. No, Effie's not the only judge on this show. We have the Honorable Ali Catch coming out. Thank God. 
Joining us for the Book Supreme Court. <laughs> Thank the Lord that we have Alley Catch joining us. Uh, that would have been a lot better without Alley Catch in there. I'm sorry. Don't apologize, Jayhawk. You are talking to the right people. Who <laughs> oh boy. So our next match is Alexander Price taking on Marcus Mather. Price get the Mather Oak of Money. Mather's like, I didn't even know I was being good. I thought I was just coming here to have a wrestling match. I, I'm going <laughs> to combat. And okay. So they start off at a really fast pace, and Effie actually stopped them and go, you guys are going too fast. Can you go slower and do fewer moves so I can actually follow what you're doing? That might be the first publicly told Reckler this match is too good blow it the fuck down no no I loved it I thought that was really funny what Effie was doing and I think both of these guys are really good so this is I'm okay with this I'm okay with this match I was okay with the interactions Alec Price is a gem let's be honest he's an absolute gem there's some really good things coming for him I know he's going to be in J-Lit for AIW Um, yeah this, you know what? I was okay with these guys. I have no no qualms. I like the, I like the whole idea that Mathers had no idea he was actually being sued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they Mathers go up to the top rope and prank call for an objection, and he's objecting to Mathers' haircut. And if he goes overruled, you went to the same Cooper cut. Then <laughs> they wrestle for a couple of minutes, and then there's another objection. The objection bullshit killed the momentum of this match. Every time it started getting good, objection. Fuck. Listen, I liked, I said before, I like the concept works. The concept of a guy's about to hit you with like a shooting star, you know, timeout objection to Effie, uh, to Judge Effie. I like that. Um, it, the, in execution, it didn't play out right, but the concept makes a, a lot of sense and would be fun if it was done better. This was not the match to do it. <laughs> You're right. No. Oh. Frank gets the win in 8.55. I honestly missed the finish because they, like, as much as every time I started to enjoy the match, they killed it with the objection, quite not paying attention. Wasn't I, it some sort of Spanish fly DDT? I think that's what it was. I, I, once I realized the match was over and I missed the finish, I did not go back to find out what it was. Okay, so we'll go with my thing, regardless of if it's right or wrong. Look, um, this, in my- this show was low effort, so that's what you're getting from us. <laughs> this, this will be the. The Salmon series of podcasts. <laughs> so they go to the judges to give the verdict, and Ali Catch is like looking around, like, what do I do? And Effie Cash, you gotta go. You award it to the winner of the match. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. And then it, and then Effie finally goes, prank winning damage in the form of a 20 and a high five. <laughs> it's still better than a hot dog and a handshake. Like, yeah. Apparently we had intermission in the building here. We came back from intermission. Ali Catch had a beer. Here's my one. Here's my one complaint. They didn't. They didn't say we're gonna go take a brief recess. This yeah, is the perfect said, opportunity. They could break instead of recess. Commit. <laughs> then we have Axton Raymond against Agriel Smith. Agriel insists that he's not Mister Smith. He stop. Yeah, you know, stop calling him Mister Smith. Yeah, the funniest line in that was uh, I don't know who on commentary is like you're not gonna find many Brazilians with the last name Smith. <laughs> now, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the same Azriel from like Ring of Honor in like the mid 2000s? Yes. yes, he lives. Actually, Marcy, to give you just a little bit of a of some history on Azriel, him and Grim Reefer, Grim Reefer, they have bunk beds in the basement in Ridgefield Park, and they just wake one of them up when they need a match at Ridgefield Park, and they just pop out of nowhere. That's my understanding. Wild. He wrestled Brian Danielson in 2005, and now this, that's where he's at. <laughs> he's being sued for eating a sandwich. That's correct. How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> he went from American Dragon to American Cheese. <laughs> it's better or worse than being in random scramble matches on 2003 Ring of Honor show. You know what? Random scramble matches are A-OK. That's where people make their uh, uh, bones. But uh, uh, old Azrael is now Mr. Smith, according to uh, GCW. As we've discussed, scrambles are orgies. So what, how could those be bad? They can't be bad, Marcy. You're 100% right. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So this is, based, this is a cake of the, a stolen sandwich. Allie Catch asked Raymond, tell us about the cake. And Raymond's like, it was a good sandwich. My grandma made that sandwich. I didn't ask for a description of the sandwich. 
And I'm and in my head, I'm thinking that's probably a payoff for the fucking show. Like a quirky can be pissed off about the Agrio basically says he's guilty. The agreement needs Luke weight, and Effie's like, "What do you mean he needs Luke weight? It looks pretty fucking good." He said he's thick, and that's a okay with Effie. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, even though Agrio has pleaded, basically pleaded guilty, we're still doing trial by combat because that makes perfect sense in a courtroom setting. Agrio Agrio called for an objection, claiming that the wrist tape is loaded. Effie overrule, but the referee decides to check anyway, which gives Agrio a cheap shot. This referee, what what's he doing here? Listen, the judge supersedes the ref. Yes, which I pointed out on commentary. The finished Keith Smith. Oh, I got Keith Smith because I hate, <laughs> hate Mr. Smith. Let's go out. No, it's Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith gets to roll up with a handful of tight. Effie, stop, get, stop, get because a handful of tight. Go, of course. Acton Raymond immediately does the exact same thing. Effie doesn't stop this one. That's the pinfall in 1040. Mr. Smith, oh, Raymond, a sandwich that better be as good as grandma. And Andrew's like, it's not Mr. Smith. It's Agriel. No, it's Mr. Smith. Fine. I'll make a, I'll get him a sandwich. I'll try to make it a good and grandma. He'll try. He didn't say he's, he's going to try. Well, I hope we find out one day what sandwich it is. The problem is I'd have to watch part two of this Kettleman theory shit. I don't know if I want to do that. Ah. So here's, I think they could save this if they make, if these are all concept shows, make them different types of concept shows. I mean, Marcy, that sounds awesome in uh, uh, execution. It'll never happen. I know. I'm trying. Like, I'm trying to be the optimist here. I like, but no, it's it's pretty right. It's, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> this was also what now the third match in a row where the plaintiff just won. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. It, it got broken. Mentioned. I'm just like, is this? Is just the plate of always gonna win? Yeah, well, that well that that freak end here. We go to Janai Kai taking on Akira Jones. <laughs> I like this. She wanted a trial by combat because she doesn't believe he's actually a samurai. And I like that. I like it immensely. She's 100% right. That dope Akira is not a samurai. And uh, uh, Janai is a black belt. So I, I like what she was doing there. I also really enjoy Janai Kai. So yes. this is a treat of a match. Yes. Uh, I, I give Akira prop for rocking the old school bad new bear jersey. That's fantastic. Uh, Akira actually requests trial guide by combat because his lawyer is not here. Rather, yeah, so he took him to defend himself that way. <laughs> so, well, I guess she's yeah. So we get an early objection from Janai Kai because uh, Akira's not kicking hard enough, and Effie can think it and can kick harder. And then later, Janai Kai objects because that was actually a good kick, and I catch break her gavel, saying, "Well, if, if it was a good kick, then why are we are you objecting? Continue." I first off, she shouldn't object if it kicked if it kicked her weak because I mean she's not getting hurt. And she should object if the kicks are working, but she's getting fucking hurt. No, she's just really committed to being right. So yeah. if he's a samurai, he can't have those strong he needs the strong kicks, you know. Eventually a Kieran Gloyer shows up with his samurai license, which is literally handwritten on the back of a peak of paper. Don't you know that's how that's, they didn't have pictures back in the day. You can just get a picture to let people know you're a samurai. Samurai, not ninja. Effie <laughs> has not had time to look at the likeness, so the trial continues. Kakira gets the pin with the snowplow. N17. And then Effie goes, yep, look at this likeness. Yep, this is legit. He can Samurai. See, but that's why I like Effie. I think he he really he played it. There were some really good Effie moments. The show itself was booty, but um, Effie really, it, it, I laughed at a bunch of stuff that Effie was doing. Again, Effie was very entertaining throughout the entire thing. Yeah, no doubt. We move on to our semi-final match. Grimace Reefer. I'm, I'm, I'll ask my act off of that. Grimace Reefer. <laughs> so great. And, and <laughs> together. Effie orders both men to be checked. They find a joint on Grant, and they find an entire jar of cannabis on Reefer. How was he going <laughs> to wrestle with that? that? That could break. That's glass. I mean... I'll tell you where he put it later, Marcy. <laughs> so both, that, could, that could backfire. That could greatly backfire. <laughs> so both men plead guilty. Effie, order, Effie initially said they're going to order a three-hour Iron Man match. Then you get, <laughs> but no, we don't have enough time for that. We have another show in the building later tonight. So we're going to do a best of seven series. And I'm thinking best of seven series. This is the first match of the best of seven series. 
No, look at best of seven falls happening all right now. Yeah, I, I it's honestly... still a best of seven series. <laughs> it's a series of falls at the game to the best of seven. I, I honestly thought this was going to go on forever. I got very uncomfortable for a minute. And then I realized when I looked at the time length, I was like, oh, there's not that much. They're actually going to do this nonsense where they like speed pin each other. Well, Grim Reaper got like two right off the bat. Right, right, right. Like bell ring, roll up pin, roll up pin. It was like maybe 10, 15 seconds for the first two pins. Mm-hmm. Somebody on commentary said, they could like when Booker T and that other guy had all those matches. Uh at least Dylan Hales would have gone with Magnum TA and Nikita Kowalk. We wouldn't have had to worry about that other guy. Who was the other guy? Uh, we don't speak his name on the show because... Oh, God damn it. Say it. I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> Come on. Yep. All right. Dylan Hales would have at least gone with Magnum TA and Nikita Kowalk. We didn't have to worry about whether or not to pay there, but that's why they pay Emo J and Nick Knowledge the big bucks, I guess. Not a whole lot of knowledge coming out of old Nick on this show, but... <laughs> It was what it was. Declan Green. I'm sorry, Mark. You go ahead. It could have went, you know, if he was going Booker T, why didn't he just go Booker T, John Cena? I think they only did uh, five. They didn't do a Kevin, I don't think. I just go, yeah. I, I just Googled it to check. It's. I think it says held on. Maybe it was Kevin. Now it's, now it's best of five. I'm, I'm dumb. Okay. Strike that from the record, everyone. See, I made it a court thing. <laughs> Staying on, on message here. Yeah, Grant cut the deficit to two to one with the Blue Thunder Bomb. Reefer hit a springboard Russian Lake sweep to take to go up three one. I thought that was actually kind of neat. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, springboard Russian. You don't you don't see it very often. No, that was nice. Grant hit a perfect driver to cut the deficit down to three to two. Reefer ends up pulling out a joint and smoked up. And commentary even go, wait a minute, he got patted down. Where did he get that? <laughs> Obviously, referee did not do a good enough job of patting him down. Well, look, there's. Places you can hide it, you know? Yes. I assume Reefer's been in jail a few times for having some Reefer. He probably knows all the hiding places, and we'll kind of leave it at that. <laughs> Reefer gets the sharpshooter, gets the commission to win four falls to two. The entire thing goes six minutes and 16 seconds. So they got six falls in six minutes and 16 seconds. That's an average of less than a minute and three seconds between each fall. I love it. Let's go. More matches should do that. Effie says that he's not happy that Reefer. Use the yeah, use the uh, illegal narcotic to win the match, but as long as he shares, he'll allow it. That's correct. Hey, it's it's legal in Jersey, right? It is legal in Jersey, yes. And then we have what I guess is going to be classified as our main event. Boo! Our final trial. Our final trial. Yoya being called Yo-Yo Gibson. <laughs> Charles Mason. and Yoya go Macon tried to kill me. We actually have an attempted murder case on a wrestling show. We make a, if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit reference in 2022 because OJ Simpson reference are totally relevant in 2022. So look, here's the thing. I've never gotten like a lot of people's obsessions with serial killers, but like I was feeling, I was not going to lie. I was, I was feeling with Charles Mason here, regardless of the match. What a, I get, I get it now. I get it. Something with the, the threat of death and all that. Very fun. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Okay. So this match is not good. <laughs> That's putting it mildly. This is the worst match. They closed the show with the worst match of the night. Here's the thing. It wasn't great, but he used a belt to choke him. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something? Can I, I tell you something about Charles Mason? I Charles felt, Mason sucks. <laughs> I felt some things. I don't care. Well, so, so here's the thing. Like we've done, we've spent at this point two and a half hours pushing the courtroom thing, and Charles Macon just ignored the entire concept in the entire match. Like Yoda tried to object to a to a drapey DDT on the apron, and Macon just dug it anyway before if he could hear the objection. Yeah, he's hot. He can do whatever he wants. That's not how it works. Uh, Charles Charles Mason sucks. He does. He sucks. And there's nothing fun about that gimmick. He hasn't murdered anybody. Charles Mason sucks. Actually, be actually be, actually being hot, doing whatever you want is kind of how it works. But anyway, that's that, that's a story that I'm not going to talk about on the air. <laughs> but like, but like every time there's an objection, Macon just continue to ignore and dug whatever, and there's no actual punishment for it. So if he's not going to get punished in any way for it. Who cares? You're in an entire gimmick, worthless. Referee gets washed in the corner. That allowed Macon hit a low blow because that the low blow is the biggest concern at this point. 
get the win with a tap out in 1045. But the bookie Supreme Court overruled to the decision because Macon clearly attempted to kill Yo-Yo Gibson. Then Macon continued to attempt murder until Effie finally comes in to make the cave. Oh, and I don't know if commentary caught it. And I don't think commentary caught it, but he put the glove on and it completely fit. Yeah, he always does that nonsense with the gloves. Between the match and the trial crap, look at 20 minutes of my life I'm never getting back. That is correct. It is lost time forever. I'm not going to say it was a good match. I'm just saying it made me feel, feel things. <laughs> and I think Effie felt some things too. Charles Mason's a handsome lad. Marcy, I'm okay with that. Um, but he absolutely sucks. There is nothing good about Charles Mason. He tried to yell at my kid once at a show and my kid didn't flinch. So old murderer, tiny Charles Mason is not doing any favors for anybody. I, I, that, I that might be the first time I've seen Charles Mason. I wasn't impressed. I won't go far to say he got it the first time I've seen him. No, he sucks. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Main event, definitely the work match that they opened with the best match of the night, closed with the work match of the night. It's like a fucking WPW pay-per-view circa 1998. <laughs> and so, look at where we at. Go thumb up, thumb down, thumb in the middle. I'm going to be the Nike one here. I'm going to go thumb in the middle because the workers themselves worked hard. There are entertaining parts of this show, mostly having to do with Effie. That being said, this was clearly a take of we're not going to try very hard because we don't really want to do these shows. We're just trying to keep the court, just trying to keep everything out of court at the point. And well, but like, like, look at it this way, Jayhawk. If you, if you, if you were offered tickets to sh- this show and you saw the people on this card, would you buy tickets? Here, here, I'm gonna, fr- I'm gonna frame this a different way. This is the show where even with everyone I liked, I would just rather see them somewhere else, and that's why it's a thumb down for me. I feel like the concept ruins, kind of ruins everything and the poor execution I, of it. I agree. I would say um, if I, if I had, you know, if you told me to buy tickets to something like this, I would say, hell no, this does nothing for me. I'm, I'm out. And uh, yeah, so I give it a thumbs down as well. Just lazy. To answer your question, how close is the show to my house? If if it's a if it's a, re, if it's a 10, 10, 15 minute drive from my house, I might just because I enjoy going to wrecking show. Like I said, there's only been one wrecking show I've ever gone to that I left going, God, I hate why did I spend the money? Let's say let's say forty minutes. Probably not a four, probably not a forty trip to purchase the purchase ticket. And I'll tell you the biggest issue with the show is like I said, the the wrecklers themselves all worked hard. They the wrecklers I don't think realize this show is just the fuck you to Jerry. I think they actually th- wanted to take this seriously, but like all the names that GTW brings in, none of them are on the show. That's what. That's why I wouldn't pay to see these guys ever. This card, I wouldn't put money down for this card. Thumbs down. This is a if the ticket for ten bucks, I buy a ticket to the show. Anything? Oh if, no no. If you're trying to charge thirty, forty, fifty bucks for front row, fuck you. I don't know what the ticket pricing structure was for this, but like it was entertaining enough. Entertaining enough with. Based off of Effie and the guy working hard, I'll go with I'll go thumbs in the middle. Yeah, but I, I still give it a thumbs down. There's no way this this card does not deserve a thumbs in the middle or a thumbs up. No, oh, definitely does not deserve a thumbs up. And and, I, and the early reviews on Cage Match are lining up with me. It's averaging a six point one seven on five on five votes so far. Everything mm-hmm. five and seven. Here's the thing about that: if something's going to be bad. Be spectacularly bad. I'd rather something be a two than a five. Right. You don't want mediocre shit. You want either it, it go up in flames or it's really good. All right. I think I think we've got about all we can take off the show. I I def I'm definitely not interested in watching the other Kevin show because it's fucking scary. If I find <laughs> a blowaway match on it, I'll watch that match after the fact. I yep. think we we all took a little bit of damage watching this show. Lots of damage, Mars. Lots of damage. I watched the show on Saturday. I had the people court theme stuck in my head for two fucking days. I'm done. I think you, you know what? I'm going to go watch some episodes of the people's court to like to cl- cleanse my palate. Probably better off. All right, Mark, you got any plugs? Yes, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at eGirlFanboy, boy spelled B-O-I. Find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash eGirlFanboy. You can hear me on X over. Still have that Street Fighter 2 the animated movie uh, review up. So be sure to check all of those out. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539, Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. I went back into WWE 2K22, kind of a WWE universe based off of the April-May 1983 WWF roster. 
did a couple of shows on that so far. Those are up. Oh, fun. And the problem is, like, the Wild Samoans that I downloaded for that, they look perfect, but they do, like, a bunch of fucking lucid shit and fucking stupid. Somebody, somebody just did, like, a random move that with it, didn't actually try to tweak it that far. They just did the look. I got to... Like, oh. No, don't you remember they had that whole secret like Lucian move set that they like they only but it was it was in Canada you wouldn't have seen it. Tika doing a bunch of fucking springboard moon cult and shit in 1983. Who was Tika? Apparently. Oh, oh, well. <laughs> uh, I'll be at Absolution on Saturday. Act a fan with the kids. If you see me, come say hi. We'll take some pictures. We'll talk about GKW. It'll be it'll be fun. Me too. <laughs> Let's all take pictures. Pictures uh, with everyone. Right. I will also be uh, before Absolution on Saturday. I'll be helping out at the Retro Toy Market at outside Wild Card Games in Niles, Ohio. They're bringing in Francine and the Sandman for some autograph signings and photo ops this weekend. A lot of the local toy stores in the area and e- eBay vendors locally will be ha- will have some tables up with, with some merchandise available. It'll be fun. I run from ten to four, and I should be there for most of that. I'm going to be helping out one of the tables over there. And Jay Gold, I believe that's your cue. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at jgold 12 Tomorrow I will be home because I am going to my child's visiting day at day camp. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. Don't forget about the merch store over at Brainbuster Tees. Uh, give a listen to all our podcast friends. Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast. If you catch my grip, the A-Show at Odds with Wrestling. Marcy's very own X over. The card is going to change. Um, and our other friends, the official graphic designer of IWTV Guide, JCP Designs, PW Ponderings. Uh, a, a couple of new people were adding, uh, Time Capsule Toys and Toy Ohio. I know everybody gets a huge kick out of uh, those guys. They work really hard. Uh, Toy Ohio is amazing, and, and I'm hoping in, in October I can get to that. Um, big Starks brand, Set Tap Photo, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in, in Ohio. Kayfabe Collectibles in uh, the new office in Florida. And once again, I'm going to lay it out to home office. If he wants to have a knife fight, I am in for that. That is all I have. Sounds um, hot. You're allowed to watch, Mars. We'll put it on Whoa. my OnlyFans. Right along with my feet pick. Singular? <laughs> feet picks. Plural. And the great, late, great Bobby Brain-Hannon once said, that's great. Tickets are going on scale. Well, don't get smart with me. I'll pop you in the mouth. <laughs> want me to knock you down? I'll talk to you later, Mom. <laughs> so long. Bye. I miss the body catcher. Slaughter gang, soul snatcher. Ain't no regular F150. This a fucking rapper. No capper. Street nigga, not a rapper. Chopper hit him and he turned into a booty clapper. Smith and Wesson. A 4L gang reppin'. We done baptized more niggas than the damn reverend. Kappa Alpha, me and my gang, we do all the stepping. Who you checking? It's FN, shoot East or West End. Yeah. I heard Poppy outside. And he got the double R, drop it outside. Check the weather and it's getting real, I'll be outside. I'ma drop this shit and have these pussies dropping like some motherfucking flies. Type of nigga that can look me in the eyes, I despise. When I see you, better put that fucking pride to the side. Many times, plenty times, I survive. Beef is live, spoiler alert, this nigga dies. Keep blickies, and you know the weed sticky. My finger itchy, the glock like the leaf hickeys. Your shooter's iffy, a street punk can never diss me. I come straight up out the six and we don't spell sissies. I fuck with her, and fuck with her, and her. I hit up her, tell them do the her. It got him while I flew the Turks Know the dogs had to hit him where we knew it hurts Gang shit, that's all I'm on Yo, gang shit, that's all I'm on Nigga, gang shit, that's all I'm on Gang shit, that's all I'm on Nigga, gang shit, that's all I'm on Gang shit, that's all I'm on Till his brains hang, and his mama sang, and the pastor sang, and the bullets sang, and them choppers sang, and the choir sang. I'm on everything. Jacob charged me for a 50 for a tennis chain. US Open had it on the
All I'm on, nigga, gang. 